0: behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED.
1: On March 16th, tons of people went to the San Francisco Examiner's website. This was the day Mayor London Breed announced a shelter-in-place order for the entire city. And the examiner got the scoop on the story. 6,000 times more people went to the examiner's website than normal. And in general, more people are turning to the news to figure out what's going on with the coronavirus. But that doesn't mean local news is in good shape. In fact, thanks to COVID-19, it's in even more trouble.
2: I've had readers emailing me asking me like really basic questions about how to navigate coronavirus like people are hungry for information
1: on tuesday the san francisco examiner and sf weekly announced that they were cutting journalists pay by nearly half that means it'll be even harder to know what's really going on in the city in a time when we need that information more than ever i'm devin Katayama. welcome to the bay
2: Like a lot of reporters, um, we, we have the privilege to shelter in place and still work, which, you know, not a lot of workers do. But, you know, we're, we're making calls, we're, uh, we're researching documents, we're doing the normal stuff we do only in a corner of my bedroom instead of <laughs> out in an office in downtown San Francisco.
1: Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez is a reporter and columnist for the San Francisco Examiner.
2: As we all have, I've become a f- nearly full-time coronavirus reporter. I mean, everything that people want to know is about coronavirus, and we, we've got to help them get that information.
1: And were you, like a lot of reporters, just every single day, just more stories than you, you could even report, I imagine?
2: Oh, it's a, it's been a deluge, yeah. It's, it's like an ocean of information about coronavirus and trying to disseminate the parts that I know people want to want to hear about, and need to hear about, in order to um, go about their daily lives. I mean, you know, we're all reporting, as as you folks are, you know, on evictions and what's being done to stem that, on uh, potential rent freezes, on. Ah, safety and health, on the closure of parks, on the effects to, to, government, um, to government's bottom line. You know, I mean, I, I cover transportation a lot and Muni and BART have taken huge hits. So what happens to them? What happens to us when we get back?
1: Could you tell that, that people were, were coming to the Examiner and SF Weekly and, and wanting more information?
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, people are hungry for it online. They're hungry for it on Twitter, on Facebook, by email. I've had readers emailing me, asking me like really basic questions about how to navigate coronavirus. Um, I have have people tweeting at me asking me, can I leave my house? Can I, why can't, how can I, under what circumstances? Like people are hungry for information. It's not
1: a surprise that more people are relying on local news to understand what's happening during this pandemic. But that's not enough to keep these papers going, especially because so many businesses that would normally pay newspapers for ads aren't making money anymore. And Joe and his colleagues, which is 15 editors and reporters, they knew all this.
2: We were worried for weeks. We're reporters, right? So, of course... We're looking into our own organization, our own parent company, Black Press, and so we had seen that in Washington State they had laid off tons of reporters, and it's like we were waiting. We're counting the days. We yeah. saw the advertisers drop off, which are the advertisers are businesses. They're local businesses. They're, it's, yeah. it's you know the Academy of Sciences. It's you know people who are who are in our community. And who want people to see their ads in a, a real print newspaper. And we saw a lot of those advertisers fade away. And so we knew it was coming. The only question was when and how bad would it be? I was I was on the phone actually with a reporter, with a reporter who was... Um, asking me for job advice. Like I do my best to like kind of talk to other reporters, especially student reporters as they come up. I've made myself very available. And so this was a younger reporter who was making a choice between a few job offers. <laughs> they were they were juggling three job offers at great places. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like so happy for them, <laughs> like, you're doing yeah. great, good, you're achieving, it's good. And then I get a, a text message from my editor going, hey, we have an emergency meeting about what's happening with us right now, and you have to go, you have to, you have to call in. We were all on a Google Hangouts video call, and our editor just kind of got straight to it, Deborah Peterson, she just kind of said, you know what, our advertisers are gone, mostly, uh. We were already in a tough spot and we're going to have to take take these measures to to get us through. You know, the, the the look on their faces was like, it was like this kind of like stone face thing in a way where you know, I remember some of them just kind of having this blank look like it's, it's almost because it's like when you have a, a family member who's in the hospital and they're not doing well and you know it's coming, but it still hits you hard when it happens. Um, but you know true to their credit as reporters, what we did was immediately launch into <laughs> asking questions um, which you know you would you would hope. It's a partial furlough, which basically means that all of us are uh, have had our hours and wages reduced by 40 percent. For me what that means is instead of working five days a week to bring news to san francisco i'm going to be working like two and a half or three days and um that that's for all of us and that basically halves our reporting power and uh that's that's going to mean a lot less news from us which is so crazy because everyone's so hungry for information
1: obviously there's some pretty huge implications not just for you, but for people who are looking for libel information and what's happening in their communities, especially right now. I'm curious, what stories were you planning to work on that you might
2: have to put on pause for now? I mean, there are. there's a deeper one into 311 um, calls into uh, homeless encampments. I mean, I, there was an order to stop uh, by the city to stop ripping up tents and taking tents from homeless people because there is a potential... Uh, for the homeless population to be incredibly impacted by COVID, which has a street population of about 7,000 homeless people. And so the idea is don't take their tents because they need that to socially distance. And um, as part of that, I was going to track 311 encampment resolutions to see how well the city itself was responding to its own order to no longer confiscate those tents to make sure that homeless people are protected from COVID, which really protects all of us because if you have a homeless population that has contracted COVID like wildfire, that affects every one of us. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And that takes time. It takes time to go through every 311 resolution. And that's not something that you can get in a press release, it's not something you make one phone call to figure out. That's something that takes time. And the time that it would take is probably all the time in the, in the half a week I'm working, uh, reporting <laughs> Jeez, 50 yes, other stories. Yes. And, and I'm not sure that I will have that time to do that story. 20% of my job is writing, maybe even 10%. It's really, the, the job isn't the writing. The job is the information gathering. That's the difficult part. And that's the part that is going to take the biggest hit.
1: You know, we've done some stories about the decline of, of local news and, and kind of what that means generally. But I know that you're from San Francisco. I know you've been reporting in San Francisco for a long time. And I wonder... As as both a resident, uh, as somebody who's born and raised in the city, and also who's been reporting in the city, what stories are you most concerned about going unreported going forward, or you know, people losing out on because of what's happening right now?
2: You know, when report when reporters are diminished, when there are fewer of us, um, the only way that the few remaining reporters are able to get the information that they need to put a story out there, and you know, you all know this, is through press conferences and statements from officials, um, that is very one-dimensional at the end of the day. If you're not going out into the community, if you're not talking to the people who are there, then you don't have story about people, about what people are going through. And, um, you know, I have a plan uh, today and tomorrow my last full hour week to go and ride Muni, right, in San Francisco and talk to the people who still have to work, the people who can't work from home and who can't protect themselves from COVID and who have to go out there either because they're an essential worker or because they need the money and can't afford to take the time out to protect themselves and their families. And that kind of reporting, when you're out there talking to people, Um, is what's going to get lost as we lose more reporters and more time to go into the city I know, into San Francisco, and say, I'm going to go into the Sunnydale projects and talk to people there. I'm going to go into just the Bayview and talk to people who are economically impacted there. I'm going to talk just to Tenderloin residents. And today's story is just about San Francisco's Tenderloin and what are the impacts of COVID there. Or Chinatown. You know, I, there are so many people in the broader Bay Area that do need that coverage. And I totally understand that. And it's great that they get it. But San Francisco is my home. And um, yeah. I really care about what happens to its people. And the the people yeah. in those neighborhoods all have unique plights that need highlighting. Just
1: personally, how are you holding up? Not just with the furloughs, but just with how unstable everything seems right now and just your personal life?
2: Ah. Uh, I may have spent about two or three hours laying on my couch staring at the ceiling yesterday. That may have happened. I talk about the time needed to do the stories, but I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't bring. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't bring Sometimes myself. Sometimes you gotta meditate to, on those stories. <laughs> I, I guess the. I guess the news shocked me so much. I guess it just kind of startled me so much that because it's not about. M- like, it's not about me personally. That's not what I'm worried about. I'll be fine. This mission of hyperlocal San Francisco news, it really, it's what we think about every day. It's what we talk about every day. We breathe it. The hardest part is not. A furlough of pay. The hardest part is the furlough of mission. That's, that's the hardest part. I feel like you have to be a part of the community to do the community justice. And a lot of times, that's why I write a column. And a column being an old, fangled newspaper uh, uh, monster that means that you, you kind of report a little bit from your own perspective, just a bit. Um, I don't like force my view in there in a huge way, but I like to kind of treat my writing as as if I'm part of the community. And I'm talking to you directly and I'm, I'm ta- and, and that I think is so important. and people respond to it um, a lot because they and, and they and they talk to me and give me tips to help bring other stories to light because they know that we're all in it together. That has really been hammered home with this. I the response from the community as um, the examiner has taken a a huge hit. It's been really beautiful. I put out on Twitter something about the furloughs and I had just the thousands of people who I can't even Sorry. Um Yeah, no. Yeah, it's uh the thousands of people who kinda talked about you know, the need for news and the needs, need for that information, the need for us to be in the neighborhoods It's um,
1: And how much your reporting has meant to them. I saw that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's people from going way back people that I highlighted five years ago, four years ago that were like, I remember when you told that story about what we were going through and, um, and we've got your back.
1: Yeah. Yeah as somebody who's been in, in the community for so long. And like, remember that one time we went out and people knew, like we ran into like two people in the street who knew you. <laughs> <laughs> You're all over
2: the place. <laughs> I Some people really in their lives want to see everywhere in the world. You know, they want to see every corner of the earth. They want to get to know people and that's beautiful. And I, I enjoy that too. But what i really value more than anything is seeing how deep my roots can go how deep can we go how how many parts of san francisco's neighborhoods how many how many how many different neighborhoods can i make feel like home can i have an extended family in can i know the plight of the people in them and know that i've done my best to bring that um into the news and into into people's homes and into the into their minds and and what's in their hearts like that to me is the goal is to go deeper
1: Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez is a reporter and columnist with the San Francisco Examiner after our interview Joe was reporting out in the community on San Francisco's buses talking to people about social distancing in addition to these pay cuts, SF Weekly is going to temporarily stop its print edition. The Examiner, though, is going to still continue printing. If you want to help the Examiner and SF Weekly, one way is to become a subscriber. You can check out the link in our show notes or go directly to sfexaminer.com join. And, of course, we know this is a hard time financially for a lot of people, so Joe says there are other ways to show your appreciation. You can reach out to Joe, The Examiner, or SF Weekly on Twitter and show them some love. Joe is at FitzTheReporter. The Bay is produced by Erica Cruz-Guevara and our editor, Alan Montecilio. KQED's leadership team includes Julie Kane, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Tali Kernan. I'm Devin Katayama. That's it for The Bay. Talk to you Monday.